welcome, 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 welcome to the What's Next podcast. I think that's what it's called. It's been a long ass time. Yeah, I think the best comment I heard about our, uh, shall we call it a sabbatical? Was I'd go sabbatical. Y'all got to change the name to Wins Next. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you know that. That was a good one. I do know that Chief and I have started our own podcast since y'all had one without us. Right. So our boys down in Rockdale. The, now we have nine podcasts and 13 listeners. Let me tell you, those boys called me when I was in St. Louis and I was feeling no pain when I was talking <laughs> to them. I was talking maximum shit about you and Chief and having a great time. I was just thinking about changing the uh, welcome to welcome back. <laughs> Dreams of welcome Man, welcome back, Cartier, where John Travolta got his start. So, Dave, Dietz is big now. Dietz is big now. Dietz weighs 69 pounds now. You told me, oh, this breed's different. They're small. He's a horse. This is a (laughs) horse running around the house. Compared to your little munchkin-ass dogs that you have, (laughs) he is a big old horse. So, Kyle had his roommate's uh, dog. He was babysitting him over the weekend. Kyle back in the fold. And Kyle goes, in my apartment, this husky looks pretty good size. Yeah. Up against Deese, he looks like an elf. Yeah, just a tiny little dog. <laughs> no kidding, man. Well, you've got the full house again. You're like a parent. Kids home for college. and uh, Got and- a full house. Had uh, two great duck trips since yep. the last we recorded. Nailed nine in Abilene, I saw. We did do I'm- nine and five. What does nine and five mean? <clears throat> nine five on Saturday. Hunt? No, nine on Saturday and five on Sunday, which not great. The weather's just still too warm. For a novice like myself, what's the limit? So you got a six-man limit, so everybody hunting can shoot six ducks. Now, you can't shoot six of any kind of duck. There's limits on certain breeds of duck, but um, six-man limit. So with four people, that'd be 24 ducks. Um, we had four guys hunting, and we shot nine. So that's half-ass. I mean, it's not bad. It's more about the experience, and the nice thing about duck hunting, it's not like deer hunting where you have to sit there and whisper yeah. and say, oh, there he is. I that sucks. I mean, you get to chuckle and bust nuts, and it's it's a lot more fun. So it's all about the camaraderie. I I hunted with buddies from you know Alabama and South Carolina and Louisiana, and then back in Abilene with two guys that I've known since the fourth grade. So you can't trade that. I saw the picture. There were three guys that I went to high school with in it. And then apparently one of the Duck Brother Dynasty people. Yeah, sort of. Or ZZ Top or something. He's ZZ Top looking like. But the one cool thing we had, he has a puppy about four months older than Dietz. And then he has that puppy's mom and then a rescue so we had four black labs, so we were getting all their photos together. It was Dude, great. That picture, I was like, I'm trying to figure out who Dietz is. It was four yeah. black-ass labs. Yeah, he was the one with the Texas A&M collar. Yeah, shocking. it out eventually <laughs> as I blew the photo up. So it was a good time. Taylor's best friend said, you know what, Taylor, I could barely find Dietz. I go, well, one of the dogs had three legs, Molly. And she was like, yeah, I knew that wasn't him. Yeah, we were able to rule that one out. <clears throat> so they had a great time. They played and wrestled and messed around. and But we got them all to sit still for those pictures, so that was really cool. Now, did Roland go back to his old ways and, and he u- roots for UT, or did he stay an nope. A&M fan after he his time in college Stayed Station? a Maggie fan. That a girl. All right, good good stuff. I've, uh, I forgot to ask you about that. <clears throat> the other thing I was going to ask is when you're around four dogs, yep. could his – 
breeding be told? Could you tell which one had the more laid-back British breeding? Yes. So there was four black labs, and one got to go inside when we were having meals. <laughs> and that was Deeds. That was Deeds. Nice. He would go in and lay down. So they're all great dogs. Um, two of them hunted with us. Deets didn't hunt this time, but he did retrieve his first duck in the yard. So he actually had a live duck in his mouth. Not a live duck, a dead duck, but <laughs> a duck nonetheless. That'd be a trick. So he barked at it, the duck in Arkansas, and uh, didn't really know what to do with it. And this time his instincts just kind of took over and he brought it back to me. So that was super, super cool. But while I was hunting ducks, you were hunting microbreweries. I was. Uh, so you got a little Christmas sampler. Yep. And here's what I can tell you about St. Louis. If you're a fan of the sandwich, and I know you are, you're going to love St. Louis. I like sandwiches and I like beer. And that's the only two things I've heard you talk about. So I assume <laughs> you're going to love it. If you like <laughs> pasta, you're going to love St. Louis. <clears throat> if you like barbecue, you're not going to like it so much, uh, for sure. If you like coffee, which I know you do, coffee's great there. What about vegetables? Okay, so Dave, this is the number one thing that we noticed. Like, I think we were there two or three weeks. And I was like, when is anyone going to serve us a vegetable? Yes, I'm in. <laughs> we're, now we're out of the habit. Like we had to force ourselves to eat a spinach salad today for lunch. I was like, Jesus. We got out of the yeah yeah. So the first thing that happens when you hit the table in St. Louis is they give you cold bread. Who wants cold bread? Warm that up. Make it good. No, cold bread with some cheese. They some don't give meat. you no cheese. They give you butter. Oh yeah, I'm out on that. Yeah. <clears throat> so for some reason the bread's now, not now butter is just we've been bred out of butter i think <laughs> they they convinced us margarine was the answer to all our prayers <laughs> and it's not kids. that great no it turns out that's even worse now new orleans they've taught us the exact opposite you, you need butter in everything you gotta have butter and all you gotta <laughs> oh so you've had budweiser but have you had budweiser with <laughs> butter in it so, yeah so <laughs> let me rue. let me tell you the budweiser thing that i thought was in, interesting well two uh, things maybe <clears throat> one i threw a party upon my return uh, a little christmas uh secret santa not secret santa uh white elephant white elephant there you go gotcha and the beer don said you need to have beer for chugging and i was like oh yeah that's a good point so i bought a case uh, Bud Light. So this is your church group that came over. You're right. A <laughs> uh, home group. Sorry. Right. I bought a case of Bud Light. Okay. I had six or eight of them. There were 18 left. No one would touch Bud Light. No. People we in Texas don't like it anymore, I guess. Well, the problem is in your refrigerator, you had multicolored cans. <laughs> yeah. And people are drawn to the multicolored cans that they have never seen before. Even if they don't like hoppy beer, they go, Ooh, Ooh, double IPA. That sounds I, it, good. It's like that spinning thing on the cartoons where you, it gets in your eyes. The snake's, and you, the snake's snake, eyes from, yeah, uh, Jungle, from Book. Jungle Book. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. So that's the one uh, Bud, Budweiser uh, story. The other one is, in St. Louis in particular, they drink the ever-living heck out of Bud Select. The black can or bottle. Do you remember that? So they launched it nationwide like eight years ago. Everyone hated it except people in St. Louis and Cincinnati. Is they it only, fake Budweiser? No. So what it is, it's the answer to Michelob Ultra. Oh, the no-calorie Budweiser. Well, it's 100 calories. 
but but which, which is one less than Miller Lite. But it's got four and a half percent alcohol, so it's full tilt, but with low calories. I liked it when I was there. I thought it was good. Well, you didn't have a choice because now you have a house in St. Louis, dude. If you like. <laughs> I, See, I was at a, only people in St. Louis like it. You know, live in St. Louis. I was at a bar and I, I said, wouldn't like it. I said, uh, I'd like to have a lager. Well, give me a good lager. He goes, you know, Budweiser's a lager. I was like, okay, okay I'll, I'll have a Budweiser. <laughs> I cannot wait to walk in there and go, have a Miller Lite, please. <laughs> yeah, get your get Yankee to ass <laughs> out of here. The they definitely do consider themselves Yankees up there. Oh yeah, yeah. They're kind of right in the middle, though. They are. They were the last to join, but there were. If you're in Missouri, like there's a lot of battles, uh, battlefields there. It'd be like going, you know, somewhere else <laughs> that has a lot of battlefields, Virginia or something. I just figured they had a bunch of shrug their shoulders. Eh, yeah, we're not really into this war. No, they like in Alabama, we are Confederates. Yeah. Yeah, they you know, they're not quite that gung. They're not the opposite of Alabama, but like they think people from Texas are an interesting lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they like us, but they think we're insane. But like I don't really think we're Southern Civil War. We're not considered Southern like the no. Confederate thing cuz no. by the time I got out here, we were a lot more worried about fighting <laughs> off the people from Mexico and yeah, the Indians. Yeah, we had the a, Navajos were a lot bigger threat to us than the old blue from the north. I cannot hear the word Navajo without thinking of Navajo, Navajo from yeah. Top Gun or Top Gun, <laughs> Young Guns, Young Guns. Yeah, so that was um, that was one thing I figured out. But yeah, twenty-two breweries within a mile and a half of the house. So uh, there's a lot of beer to be drank up there, my friend. That is terrific. Mm-hmm. I have. Well, they went microbrewery 25 years ago, so Texas will be that way. But, you yeah, know, they're a couple decades ahead of us. You know, I think the problem is a lot of our microbreweries don't make it. I think a lot of them take off, and they run, and then they die. Oh, really? So some of the bigger ones are able to hang on. Carbock. And, well, you they, know, they after sell. We, when we were talking to Petacolas, he was talking about all of the challenges of being the one-man show. And I think just having the stomach for the fight, a lot of people give up and sell out or whatever. Well, you create something, you put your blood, sweat, and tears, and someone offers you some money for it, and you're like, I know I'm how out. hard I work for that. I'm out. <laughs> and a bunch of those may have done the same thing. They just keep the name. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know all the backstories. But there is one physically in our neighborhood, and it was meh. It had a cool hat, though. <laughs> Marketing does a lot for musicians and beer. <laughs> exactly. So no, the- no one really likes Kiss. Everybody likes Kiss t-shirts. No, I... Uh- I would agree. I've never liked Kiss. You, Val, you've liked Kiss. I've seen him in concert twice. Yeah, you love him. <laughs> the uh, the other thing that you figure out real quick is you remember when Josh Hamilton said, "Well, you know, Dallas isn't really a baseball town." In the musical, <laughs> what Josh Hamilton the musical? Oh, not Hamilton the musical. No. <laughs> Josh Hamilton, the baseball player. Yes, yeah. yeah. Hamilton, while he was setting up the Federal Reserve, was so, real concerned about Dallas's well, love of football. It's baseball. just been so damn long since the Rangers were worth the crap. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get – we were there in the off season, and people were talking about the team. Like, they're a baseball city. They yeah, because their real. pro team left twice. Yeah, the football? <laughs> twice. So – I've asked everyone I met about yeah. it. I was like, "Hey, how do y'all feel about like not having a pro team?" And they're like, "Huh?" Eh. They were fun when they were winning. That 
they they're sort of laissez-faire about. But the the Rams were winning. The Cardinals were never winning. The Cardinals would never win. Neil Lomax did <laughs> they, not ever. Get I think them. they helped. They helped them load the truck. Yeah. Oh, the St. Louis Cardinals moving to Arizona. See you later. Yep. But the they take baseball very surreal. Um, the other thing that I would say that has been nice about being back home is not this heat. I do not. Christmas is coming, and it's going to be 80 degrees, Dave. Yeah, that ain't right. Well, I like the heat, so if it was cold and windy. I bet you don't like it on Christmas Day, though. We'd be bitching. So Saturday, a little front blew through over there in Abilene, and the sun was out. When you're out in the sun and around the corner from a metal building, it was a great day. Right. Step out into that north wind and you freeze your ass off. Oh, God, I remember many. I hate the wind. I remember many a recess just standing up against the wall at Taylor Elementary. Like, and, and it's all about the wind. Yeah, I you, mean, it's 30 degrees. Windy. No, it's been windy lately for sure. So what has – what? The other thing that I realized was if you leave for six weeks okay. and you come back into any place, people's lives change in six weeks. Yeah, my dog put on 20 pounds. <laughs> but he, Kyle moved home. Kyle moved home. Yeah, that's different. I talk to him now. <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's different. The uh, We had, like I said, we had people over for a party. Some of them looked really stressed out compared to the last time I saw them. I was like, it's the fucking holidays, but... Yeah, lives change in six weeks. That's a some little too people, long. Some people don't handle the holidays quite as well. Mm, yeah. I think a lot of people make a list and check it twice and then freak the F out. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the Christmas that you're having, it it's the Christmas that you're always having, right? In your home. Yep. Control your own destiny. Yep. Yep. So, do you even enjoy the day of Christmas? Is there any joy for you anymore? No, see, I do. You do. What do you do? Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys get I, together with Kevin. I go to and, Kevin and Nett's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, growing up, and we'll talk about this in next week's episode, <laughs> but we always went over to my grandmother's house on Christmas Eve. So, my family always gets together for Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day is just you know, the four of us until about lunchtime. And then we bust out the smoker and some Johnny Cash and we turn it into a fun day. This year we have football. Oh, what's going on? Well, we have pro football. Oh, it's a Saturday. Yeah. 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 So there'll be some pro games on. Nice, nice. So in the Lewis household growing up, uh, I guess, you know, when you're a kid, Christmas is magical. But as I graduated into adulthood, where I think I could safely say that I like opening a bottle of wine more, more than, than, than a present. A present. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about Christmas Eve. Well, me. and I know we've had this conversation before, but I prefer Thanksgiving because that is multiple days of doing stuff that I really enjoy versus, you know, fighting walmart and fighting target and fighting macy's and fighting all these different things just to get gifts for people that they're going to return thanksgiving's all about me preparing a meal for someone else to enjoy everybody has a good time we watch football we play cards we do whatever when you say me preparing a meal who does the sides because 
You're not a big vegetable guy, but Thanksgiving. What my green bean casserole is off the chart. Okay, so you got a good green bean casserole. <laughs> no, <laughs> Stacy makes it. Okay. No, <clears throat> normally you know I'll do all the big meats, either turkeys or hams or whatever. Right. But you know we've had it to where I've made all the dressings and you know like when we're out at the lake for Thanksgiving and we've done some different type things at your old condo and stuff. Yep. So that I mean that brings me joy. Making dressing is not easy. No. It's a very time-consuming thing, much like lasagna. Um, lasagna is delicious. It's it's a little more delicious when you pick it up at Costco and spend 30 seconds in your prep work. You are out of your mind. You are <laughs> out of your mind. No. It's it's just part of the game. You know, I there's nothing I enjoy more than sitting down in the driveway for six hours smoking turkeys. And doing it for other people and, you know, doing it for my family. And it's just fun. It relaxes me. So let me ask you a question, Dave. Are you going to ax me or uh-huh. are you going to ask me? I'm going to ax me. Okay. I'll ax you. If you had a detached garage yeah. that you turned into something like this, a little car bar action, yeah. and you were like, you know what would be good is if we were out there drinking and watching games and smoking meats and everything, if I didn't have to schlep it back to the house and pee. Build a little bathroom onto this facility. It's already in the blueprint. Yeah. Yes. Uh, definitely not in the blueprint. But if you added it to the blueprint. Oh, no. In the current blueprint of the Barn Dominium. <laughs> yes. Oh, in your dream. I'm talking about my reality in St. Louis. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, my reality. So there's a detached garage. Okay. And I thought, well, there's a ton of extra brick here. Just brick in another room and run plumbing into the house you know yeah he's like man that sounds awesome for twelve thousand dollars oh no 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 sixty oh sixty thousand dollars was the bid to run water to create a half bath out at the detached garage and tie it into the existing you could literally call every time you wanted to hang out there and have the porta potty dude come and drop one off, leave it there, come back and get it the next day. That was my point. <laughs> and he goes, Yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> Sixty thousand dollars for a little half bath. Well, they gotta drill through the concrete and all that. If you did it originally, it wouldn't have been like that. Yeah, and, <clears throat> and well, and it's a long way away. But from you the weren't house. there when that house was built. Nope. And so I told Were Katie. Were you even born when the house was built? No, no. 1917. <laughs> I was not born. It was pre-World War II. Pre-World War One. I. I don't even know when World War One was. Started Definitely now. pre-World 1914. War II. Okay, so in the middle of World War One, they paused. America paused and built my the house that we bought in St. Louis. <laughs> All the men were over fighting in the... The ladies were building it. You could tell it's built by a woman. Yeah, they put their bandanas on and... Were flexing their bicep like the stamp and well everything is thought of in that house. That's how you know it was built by a woman. Like there's no like ah oh, where's the pisser, so there's not a urinal. <laughs> no, so okay, so I was so excited. <laughs> I thought he was gonna give me a bid for like twenty grand. Yeah, and then you were gonna add. And a then pisser. I was I was gonna pull him aside and go, hey, don't tell Don. It'll only confuse things. But how much to add a urinal? Never share anything with my wife. Whatever happens. Just install the urinal. We'll ask for forgiveness later. She'll look at it and go, why is there two plumbings? I go, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand plumbing. Maybe a bidet. And then there's a urinal. 
I was totally going to, I was going to live my dream and have a urinal in a house that I own. $60,000 thwarted that dream, Dave. <laughs> I make money, but I don't make that kind of money. That's ridiculous. So for $60,000, you would feel guilty. You wouldn't even want to pee in there. You'd be like, nah, that's too nice. Yeah. I've been sleeping here two nights a week. <laughs> Especially, I mean, we don't even live there full time. You I'm, could run Wi-Fi out there for a hundred and a quarter. <laughs> By the way, do you remember our friend? I mean, I don't know if he's your friend, but he was my friend for sure. Do you remember Russell Willerton from Abilene? His dad was my first soccer coach. What okay, are you yeah, about? yeah, yeah. He lived in your neighborhood. Yeah. So he came and visited last week. He has an 18-year-old son named Owen. Dave, I wish you could have met Owen. All right. If you could picture the opposite. In every way of Chris Willerton, the dad who taught you and Russell. Okay. He thinks religion is stupid. Amen. <laughs> yeah. He thinks education is stupid. Whoa. He, it's all about cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. So at one point, he just fires off an argument. And he says to me, he goes, we are the smallest population in the universe. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean by we? Like I'm so, everything ooh, on Earth. I gotta meet this guy. Yeah, I know. I go everything on Earth. He goes, yeah. And I go, well, we're the only population that we know of in the universe. He goes, yeah, that we know of. But do you think it's logical that we're the only people out here? I go, we're not arguing logical. You said we are the <laughs> smallest population. Is he aware that Dazed and Confused is not a documentary? <laughs> so, so I said to him, I go, look, I can't argue with you if you're not going to use facts. And he goes, I am using facts. I'm using theoretical facts. Theoretical <laughs> facts. <laughs> now we're talking. Dave, why were you home at 1 a.m. instead of when you said at 10 Theoretically, <laughs> I, I was home at 10, but I stayed at the golf course I playing cards. Am, and he did, oh, like, no, when no. I made fun of and him, and he for was that, being serious. Oh, yeah. When I made fun of him for that, he was just like, You're an old man. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm arguing you with theoretical facts. Did you show him the unicorn shooting a rainbow out of its horn? <laughs> that's what you should have shown. This is your. Because that's theoretically cool. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you should have met that kid, man. He was the best. So, we haven't even landed on the moon, and this kid thinks that there's other people that are living out there? Yeah. He's not aware. Unbelievable. It was the best. <laughs> best thing I've ever seen. I, so, I, I I told him, I said, you're the best. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fly you in once a month just to hang out with you. He didn't sense any sarcasm he's like i don't blame you i'm badass <laughs> his grandfather used to have us do the three touch between between your legs before soccer practice touch touch back touch touch bat. and then everyone was curious of why the the uh, missionary from south africa his team kicked the shit out of us every week by five goals. Because <laughs> y'all were run y'all were stretching while they were running. I immediately changed to the other team. I was like, yeah, this ain't really working out over here. He's he's big on the fundamentals. No, no he the teamwork. Oh. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mm. I bet he didn't have that catchy phrase though hey here's what works with teamwork a pass and a goal <laughs> not a pass and a give up a goal 
Did you explain that to, to, to yeah. Chris Willerton? Fourth grade me was like, dude, dude, we're getting our ass kicked. It's embarrassing, bro. Uh, Brooke Lorenz came out to watch me play, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to impress the ladies over here. And then, so when I switched teams, my parents had a conniption because they had to drive me 12 minutes to the other side of Aveline to go to practice. This just isn't working out, David. Yeah. This is just not going to work. That's I said, we're undefeated. <laughs> we will drive 12 minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. Now I drive an hour and 12 minutes without even blinking. Yeah. Well, that so that's the other thing about um, about St. Louis. I filled up gas one time living there <laughs> in six weeks. Well, that's because you don't have a single friend in the entire state. <laughs> that is true. So that where are you going to go? Hey, Everything's let, three miles. Let me run right over here and visit dot, dot, yeah. dot. Well, my dad was not signing me up for a team 12 minutes away. I can assure you. No. He was, <laughs> he was like, you'll play at Eastern and you'll like it. Eastern. Oh, my God. I love the fact that you tried to get your Mitch to drive you 12 minutes away. He was busy, dude. He's a career man. Yeah. Luckily, I played two years on the other side, and we didn't lose a game, and then I had to come back to the to the hill. Now, the one other thing that we ought to talk about before we sign off. All right. Something big happened while I was away. Old Jimbo throttled out the 12-incher. Oh. Number one class in the nation. Mm-hmm. Not one, not two, not three, four, five stars, and could be more coming down the road. I read in Sports Illustrated just this morning that if they sign one more five-star, yeah, it will be the single best recruiting class of all time. And there happens to be a linebacker out of the Woodlands that we're just waiting to hear back. Just wiggling her on that vine, waiting, waiting, waiting. And guess what? LSU at the end of the fourth quarter will come back and beat that team by one point. <laughs> well, and then we'll just get their quarterback. What is up with that? This is the craziest world we live in. The, so the that, guy that drug the knife right through our heart is, is now an Aggie. Well, that was a package deal. Yeah, we got his brother. Because his brother is the number one tight end in the nation. We mm. said, oh, look at that. We got two spots open. One for the tight end and one for the quarterback. So as we wrap up, I want to know your prediction for the starting quarterback of the Texas A&M Aggies next year. You got five-star Wegman, mm -hmm. the athlete of the year in Houston. Yep. You also have Max Johnson, the best porn name that I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Never even considered that, but that's awesome. It's going to be Haynes King. He's you got, think Haynes King will beat out? He's got too, maximum Johnson. Yeah, he's got too much time in the saddle. Max Johnson lost to Mississippi State. Um, he had sixty-five percent completion and threw nine interceptions versus, I don't know, triple that. Haynes, Haynes King is going to be like a fifth-year senior. He's been in Jimbo's program for so long, it's not even going to be a race. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, I'm going to go with. Porn stash Max Johnson. <laughs> That's who I think. I can't believe you never put two and two together on that. If he grew up, 
If he grows a mustache, he's for sure the starter. It's good to be back, I guess. <laughs> See everybody next week. <laughs> <laughs>